don't always accept the fact that God has our best interest in mind and those little niggling voices of questioning Him come into play. What are you struggling with? What's the doubt that you have in your mind that God can't use you because of your past, because of your guilt, because of your shame? Where do you doubt that you can make a difference for the kingdom? What guilt and shame in your life is canceling what God can do in and through you now? Hey, it's Billy, and I'm glad you're here. For the next few episodes, we're going to be digging into two of the most prevalent emotional toxins, unbelief and guilt and shame. I know guilt and shame is two, but it's still one because one doesn't work without the other and the other doesn't come without the other. So we're going to talk through the five-step process in episode 296. I talked about the first step of detoxing from the emotional toxins. This week, we're going to be digging into step two, evaluate the toxins of unbelief, guilt, and shame. But more on that in a minute. First, I want to thank you for listening. All of the episodes of this podcast, my social links, my books, and email are on my website, billyjouse.com. I'd love to hear from you. Please, please send me a message. I believe when we grow our faith with small steps while believing in our big God, we will be empowered to live out our calling and purpose one step, decision, and action at a time. Let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to. As I said, this episode is step two in overcoming the emotional toxins of unbelief and shame and guilt. God is moving, and I would love for you to come along for the ride and join the detox As we have looked into the detox, define, examine, terminate, outline, and execute, today we are talking about examining these toxins, evaluating these toxins. Satan loves it when we have questions or doubts about God, and his hope is that we'll never find our way back. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been in that place where your questions or your doubts send you farther away from the Lord, that Satan would even care to mess with me, tells me that God has something magnificent in store for my life. He has something magnificent in store for your life, too. We want to control rather than release power to Jesus. We deny that God can do more and can do it better than we ever could. We don't always accept the fact that God has our best interest in mind, and those little niggling Voices of questioning him come into play. What are you struggling with? What's the doubt that you have in your mind that God can't use you because of your past? Because of your guilt? Because of your shame? Where do you doubt that you can make a difference for the kingdom? What guilt and shame in your life is canceling what God can do in and through you now? I've struggled much (laughs) With much of this, much, much, much of this over my life and still do at times, the Lord is really pushing me into a new place of my writing and my speaking and my podcasting. And I'm terrified because in my mind, how can God use me? 
in the past few years, I've felt the Lord calling me to step out more and giving advice about being a mother and a wife. And I've negated that with doubt because of the past failures that I've had. While promoting Distraction Detox, my book, I remembered a story from the past. I didn't even remember this story when I was writing the book, but I remembered a story from the past that's really held me back from stepping into where God had asked me to step into in my writing seven years ago. I stopped God from using me to make an impact. Now, no one can stop God from what he desires to do, but we can stop him from using us to do it. And we miss out on the blessing. When my oldest son came to me in high school talking about some pretty inappropriate behavior of a female that he knew, I got scared. I jumped on him in the sense of yelling and screaming, and she's going to take you to places you shouldn't go, and she's going to put things in your head you shouldn't even think about, and you're going to fail at this, and you're going to do this, and I know you are, and you're walking away from Jesus, and none of that was true, but it hurt him. And it backed him into a corner and tears ran down his face. And when I saw those tears running down, I fell to my knees and I begged him to forgive me. Because you see, I reacted in the fear and the guilt and shame of my past. The doubt that that God wasn't going to protect my child from the sins of my past. It made me feel horrible that I did that to him. And we forgave each other. We moved past it. Um, I don't know if he's thought about it since. I guess I need to check with him, huh? But <laughs> he calls me almost every day. So when he calls me in a little while, I'll ask him. But that memory of that kept coming back to me every time. I would think about helping women in parenting. When I think about um, counseling women in marriage, I go back to when David and I separated at our 10-year point because our lives were growing apart. We came back together. We worked on our marriage. We've been married over 33 years at this point. But those are the doubts that come into my mind because of that shame and guilt I have from past failures. I asked God for proof that he could use me. He reminded me that I am forgiven. I am qualified by his Holy Spirit living in me, and I have the power of the Holy Spirit to guide me. But you see, all of these feelings are real, the negative and the proof that God loves me. All of those feelings are real, but there's still struggle at times. Feeling the negative emotions that we have when we come up against these emotional toxins can either keep us in a place of spiritual stagnation, spiritual jet lag, and keep us stuck, or it could pull us out of it by releasing them. If we let them go on and on and making a bed in our spirit and settling into our, our, our souls, we're deceived. There's deception that comes against us serving God. The perception of failure, success, or lack of value distracts us from God's promises. Anxiety and numbness build if we refuse to feel the feeling that is coming up when these toxins arise. I went through a time of pondering the hard questions. Could I hope in God? Do I have more confidence in God than I have in my negative thoughts and shortcomings? Is my belief in his abilities greater than my desire to grip what I can hold in my hands? And most of it, I can't even hold in my hands. 
And the hardest question of all is, am I confident in him? I'm going to be reading a couple of scriptures today because we're in a couple of different places with shame and guilt and unbelief. And I want to make sure that I really show you where Jesus is in this. We're going to read a lot of scripture today of not a lot, a couple of scriptures today that really I want you to see where God wants you in this. The first one's John 20, 24 and 25. We're going back to doubting Thomas. If you've been with me and and detoxing from fear and now in the detox of this, yeah, I've talked a little bit about doubting Thomas last week. I'd love to use scripture to show us how we can work through this. And Thomas is one of those that we can work through in unbelief. Now, Thomas, one of the 12, was not with the disciples when Jesus came, when he returned back after he had risen. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But Thomas, good old Thomas, said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe I'm a lot like Thomas at times. I want proof. Just like I asked God for proof to show me that I'm in the right direction I should be, to show me proof that I can be used by Him. I always want the Lord to show me a clear direction. I want to see the nail marks. I want to know it's true. I want want tangible proof. I want to see that things will work out before I step out in faith. I want a certificate of qualification before I do the work. And if I don't have all those things, I can get anxious. But that's not how God works. The next scripture I want to read is from Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Do not, and we've all, if you have been a Christian at all, if you've heard the Bible, if you've been to church, you've probably heard this scripture. When you Google anxiety, a lot of times this scripture will come up. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I want you to think about that. It's not just stop being anxious. Don't be anxious. So don't be anxious about anything because in every situation, you have the ability to pray and ask God And thank Him even before it comes. When you present your request to God, His peace comes on you. You don't have to do anything. And that peace, if you've ever felt the true peace of God, you understand when it says transcends all understanding. You cannot understand how that peace comes upon you. It guards your heart and your minds. Imagine never feeling anxious. It seems impossible. But Paul, who wrote Philippians, knew we would all experience uncomfortable and chaotic situations. This book is a joy letter that Paul wrote to his friends. The concept of rejoicing or joy appears 16 times in four chapters in Philippians. Again and again, Paul encourages us to rejoice. We got a lot to learn from Paul. He's an amazing Man, he actually fought against Jesus and then came to know him and then talked about him to everyone. People today want to be successful, and when we're not, we shut down because of negative feelings. Anxiety builds up. In Philippians, we are encouraged to stand firm in the Lord. And how do we do that? 
In chapter five of my book, Distraction Detox, I talked about the vertical relationship with the Lord rather than the horizontal focus of the world. And that's easy to say, but hard to do at times. But standing firm means to keep our eyes on Christ, that vertical relationship with Jesus. Focus on the fact that Christ has everything under his control. Standing firm means resisting the negative thoughts. It means persevering even when we doubt and feel discouraged. How do we find joy? Joy, that joy that's opposite of anxiety. When our feelings are under God's control, he gives us peace, peace beyond all understanding. Peace comes when we feel the feelings, but don't let them control our reactions and responses. We learn to control the uncomfortable feelings, accepting the Lord's peace and experiencing his joy. Do not be anxious. Being anxious about nothing seems impossible. But in every situation, we're told to rely on Jesus. So do you want to be less anxious? Pray more. Do you want the ability to pause and discern the feeling that is real versus the counterfeit ones? Pray. When we're filled with dread and other uncomfortable emotions, we do not find peace in them. We have to pause, feel the emotion, accept the concern, and discern the response. And that's what helps guide us to God's peace and joy. The negative thoughts of, of unbelief and shame and guilt from the experience that I had with my son has kept me for many years from thinking I'm qualified to share wisdom about parenting. I do it one-on-one with baseball wives, with other people, but not in a bigger platform of my podcast or my writing because of what happened in my marriage. I feel like at times that I don't have the right to cancel others in marriage, even though my husband and I have such a wonderful, enjoyable, empty nest. We're having a blast. Failed friendships in my past hold me back from thinking that I can be a good friend. But as I take small steps in the direction where God is directing me, that doubt comes up and the thoughts of me not being good enough come up. And I know it sounds like a broken record, but I've been pausing and taking those thoughts captive now. And I'm evaluating where they started. Where did they begin? What's the root of them? Some of my past fears are causing the anxious thoughts, the doubt that is a product of fear, and the enemy bringing up past words spoken over me. And none of these, none of these are realistic. They're all lies. And I'm going to continue to walk where God illuminates the path. So how do we begin to evaluate the toxins in your life and move forward? First, take one thought captive. We talked about making a list in that first step of what type of doubt do you have? What's the shame and guilt that's holding you back? I want you to take one of those captive. And I want you to think about how does it make you feel? Hit pause and ponder that feeling. It may not be good. It may be good. But question it. Where did it come from? What, what, was the, what was it that made you have this thought and this feeling? Is that feeling going to help you grow closer to the Lord? 
Are you allowing it to take root? And are you ready to react or listen to God's guidance rather than the guidance of that feeling? And then pray. Pray, because that's where God gives you peace. Open up that communication with the Lord and invite Him in. In that scripture petition, make your humble request for the Lord to help you press pause on the feeling as you uncover those emotional barriers and the feelings that are caused and where they're coming from. Ask the Lord to help you move forward, not shut you down because of doubt and discouragement. And then thank Him. Thank Him for who He is and who He has created you to be in Him. Thank Him in advance for what He is doing in and through you. And then feel the real feeling of peace, peace beyond all understanding. Allow that peace to guard your heart and your mind, taking one thought after another captive. Allow joy to be your goal. Do not let these deceptive thoughts rule you. And then next week, I want you to come back. I want you to come back because next week we're going to be talking about terminating the toxins. And when we terminate toxins, if you listen to the detox of fear, we're going to go through some scripture. And I'm going to go into a few more this time with unbelief, shame, and guilt, all three. I know shame and guilt go together, but we're going to go through all three because I really want you to take root in how to terminate these toxins. I truly believe you can overcome these emotional barriers. I truly believe that you can grab hold of these and not allow them to take hold of you. Never let the barriers keep you from accepting what God wants to do in and through you. Thank you for listening. But before you go, I want you to know about the daily devotion I send out Monday through Friday mornings. Join our amazing community of humans taking a little time each morning to dig into God's Word. It is really short, guys. It doesn't take a long time, but it gets you started on the right foot of really contemplating, thinking, digging into God's Scripture. When you sign up for Morning Sunshine, you'll receive a little encouragement in your inbox each morning. The devotion starts with a Scripture, then a short teaching and ends with a quick prayer. We'd love to have you join us. I promise no spam, just Jesus and me. And you can find the link in the show notes or on my website, billyjouse.com. If you have a friend that might be encouraged by those devotions, please forward it to them. I pray this podcast has encouraged you to allow Jesus to work in and through your life, one step, decision, and action at a time. Thank you for joining me today on the Start Small, Believe Big podcast. You also can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and on my website, billyjouse.com. See the links in the show notes. I hope you're back next week for another episode of Start Small, Believe Big. Now, let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to. Be blessed, my dear friends. Until next time.